Let me tell you a little something about Anchor. This is, of course, where we're hosting this podcast, and the best thing about it is it is free, so it's not costing our church a dime. They have tools right there on the website that I can upload the sermons, I can record a quick little introduction, and put it out there. Anchor distributes everything for me. They've got it on Spotify, they've got it on Apple, they've got it on Google, they've just sent it everywhere. Uh, We're actually able to have no minimum listenership required for us to have some money put in by doing these advertisements that we can put right into the church. So if you want to make a podcast and you're not sure how to get started, just go to anchor.fm and you can also download their free Anchor app and it'll have everything you need to get started right away. So why are you wasting time? Get after it. If you want to start your podcast, anchor.fm is an easy and quick way to get started. Thank you for downloading the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church podcast, where we're listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. This sermon is entitled Barn Yard Yarn and was preached from the pulpit of the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church on March 21st of 2021. We, of course, invite you to visit us at 310 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri. We have Sunday school services at 930 and our regular worship service is at 11. Please come by and say hi, and let us know that you heard about our church here on the podcast. And now, here's Pastor Philip Coons with Barn Yard Yarn. We're going to read verse 1 of chapter 1, and we're also going to read, we're going to skip through the first five days, or the first four days, and we're going to go to verse 20. Two thirty-one. After that, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse twenty. Then God said, "Let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of the heavens." So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the water swarmed according to their kind, and every winged bird according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds and it was so so God made the beasts of the earth according to their kind and the living stock excuse me and the livestock according to their kind and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind and God saw that it was good then God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed 
which is on the face of all the earth and every tree which has fruit yielding seed it shall be food for you to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth which has the breath of life in it i have given every green plant for food and it was so so god saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good so the evening and the morning were the sixth day. God bless and honor the name of his word. You may be seated. We see that God created all these things. We see that right now. You know what now is that man and animal same. That's what it's taught. It's taught that in school, that man and animal are exactly the same. But we know that's not true. We know that man and animal are not the same. We know that God created both. But we see all the time that people teach that man and animal are exactly the same. That's what they're taught. They're taught that in school. Man and animal are exactly the same, but they're not exactly the same. We see exactly that on the fifth day, God created some animals. He created the rest of them on the sixth day, but separately from man. We see that, but they're taught in school. They're taught that man and animals are exactly the same. In fact, kids are taught, I'm an animal. I can understand that. I really can. I've been with a lot of children. I've been a child. And let's be honest, a lot of us, a lot of us are animal-like in the sense that we live like animals. You should see my room sometimes. I can, I can understand that. I really can. Yeah, I can understand. Sometimes we smell like animals. I can understand that too. But let's be honest, we're not animals. We are not animals. We're not created like animals. God created us separately and differently. We're not animals. We're not. We're different. There are a lot of mixed beliefs out there from, yes, even Christians. I, there's a guy known as a Bible answer man. I won't say who he is. This is no, this is not. This is not Ken Ham. Not him. It's not Ken Ham. He's not that man. The fact is, the Bible answer man. The Bible answer man actually believes in evolution mixed with the Bible. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to that Bible answer man. He's on the radio. I, I'll tell you his name, but well, anyway, just don't listen to him. He's a liar. He's a liar. Bible answer man, nothing. He's not the Bible answer man. Now, the, uh, the fact is, is when um, the Bible tells us that something was done, that's the way it was. People should not touch it. They should not mess with the Bible. God said it, so therefore it is. That is how it's supposed to be. Uh, the fact is, the Bible answer man is wrong. God created, God created uh, mankind separate from the animals. Now, there are people who try to mix these beliefs God told us that the uh, he created man separate from uh, animals. And we can see that. Now, again, uh, people sometimes do behave like barnyard animals, but that doesn't mean that they are. They're not barnyard animals. Some humans do have barnyard animal tendencies, but they're not. In fact, the title of today's sermon is Barnyard Yarn. That's a tongue twister. Try to say it with me. Barnyard Yarn. One more time. Barnyard Yarn. Now, I know that the ladies of our, uh, what do you call it? The nitwits. I know you guys love yarn, but that's not what we mean by yarn. Uh, maybe you've heard of this before. Yarn means storytelling. Anybody like to storytell? I do too. But barnyard yarn means storytelling about animals and such. And a lot of times people do. Do you know even Jesus Christ himself liked to tell yarn? But, but there's a little bit difference by that. When he told yarn, his was true. We're told parables parables with yarn but it had a good truth about it 
this was a truth and it needed to be told uh, to people to understand and that's what we're going to talk about today but the unfortunate truth is there's a lot of people telling yarn to young children and destroying their minds so let's talk about that first and then we're going to get into the other parts of today uh, mankind animals are not the same as we said a while ago and let's talk just a minute about that uh, another truth as we spoke about the animals that we already created and then Genesis 2 7 says this is for us to understand Genesis 2 7 says then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being he didn't do that to the animals did he no he created them separately from the man okay and then Genesis chapter 5 1 through 2 tells us this this is the and this is important okay I know that we don't usually go to chapter 5 when we talk about the creation of man but this is important this is important Genesis chapter 5 verse 1 through 2 says this this is the generations of Adam in the day when God created man he made him in the likeness of God he created them male and female he blessed them and called them mankind in the day when they were created and then what does Jesus say about this you know a lot of times people again you cannot combine the two you can't combine creation and evolution because it doesn't mix it doesn't mix well you, you can't already first of all when evolution gets talked about what do they say they some say we came from apes but before that they say we started from fish well you can't have both why because we already saw the fish came before man fish was formed before man so you can't have both well we could say the fish came. no 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 you can't do that it doesn't make sense but let's look and see what Jesus said about it it says this is look at the birds of the air for they do not sow there you go, nitwits. They do not sow. No, it's talking about something else. It talks about it's a different kind of sowing. But anyway, it says this. It says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow, nor do they reap, nor do they gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? See, you're different, and you're better in the sense that he puts you separate than them. And here's the, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. This verse, in case people ever try to debate you about this, here's the kicker. Listen to this verse here. 1 Corinthians 15, 39. Write this down. 1 Corinthians 15, 39. All flesh is not the same flesh. There is one kind of flesh for men, another flesh of beasts, another of fish, and another of birds. Boom! You, you, can't, you can't debate that. So the evolutionary debate for believers, that is, is over. Now that that elephant's out of the room, and we talked about all those things, and donkeys too, we will talk about something else. And that is, why are we compared to animals in the Bible? Why are we compared to animals in the Bible? And that is spiritual symbolism. Not literal. It's not to say we're literally animals. But there's spiritual spiritual symbolism. Talks about in the Bible quite a bit. And uh, this is for symbolism, an analogy, you could say, illustration could be comparison and we'll talk more about that today parables as we mentioned a while ago and the first one I want to talk about is Matthew 7 6 it says do not give what is holy to the dogs nor throw your pearls before swine let's say trample let's say trample them under their feet and turn around and attack you Ooh. now I don't have pearls I, I, I probably look real pretty with them They'd have to be pretty long to fit around my neck. Does anyone here have any pearls? 
Sister, you have a lot of necklaces. Do you have any pearls? You. Yeah, you got pearls? Anyone else have any pearls? Okay, just uh, just for reckoning. I, I don't think you should throw them before pigs. <laughs> just my opinion. But now, I, I, but I like the point of this. It's telling us not to throw anything amongst them. And it's saying not to get into debates with them and spend our time with uh, dogs and pigs is what it's saying. And I, I, hate to, I hate to say this to you. I've spent an awful lot of time with pigs and, and with dogs. I have. My intentions have been good a lot of times. My intentions have been good because like many, many Christians before me, we seem to think that we can turn the dogs and the pigs over to the Lord, right? We seem to think that we can turn the dogs and pigs into things that God can use. But here's the thing. If the dog wants to come to God, he or she will. If the pig wants to come to God, he or she will. But you cannot make somebody come to God. I know our intentions are good. I've done it too. But you know what? What happens? If you spend too much time with a dog or a pig, you end up becoming dirty and messy. And it's not all mud, incidentally. You end up spending too much time with them. I know because I've done it myself. I'm ashamed to say. And I make a fool of myself. I've done it far too often. A dog will bite and bark and gnaw you to bits. That's what a dog will end up doing. A dog of the world I'm talking about. We're not talking about literal puppies, okay? We're not talking about that. And then hogs. You don't want to spend too much time with the hogs. The hogs will water you and uh, water you to the mud and make you into a big mess. You both need to leave them both alone because those mess you up. And you'll be in no condition to serve the Lord if you spend too much time with them. That's what will happen. And so, therefore, if you find yourself amongst the dogs and the hogs, you need to get to hopping away like a frog, which is why I'm wearing my Kermit the Frog right now. It's, it's true. You need to go hopping away. Just hop away like a frog. I'm not saying you are a frog, by the way. I'm saying you need to hop away like a frog. Because here's the other condition, the other thing that's very true. If you don't go hopping away like a frog, not only are you going to be stuck in the mud with the dogs and the hogs, you may have little polywogs near you. And what is a polywog? A tadpole. I'm talking about baby Christians. You, as a Christian, may have baby Christians follow you, and they don't have legs to hop away. In other words, they're going to get stuck in the mud with you. They're going to get stuck in a mess with you, all because you led them there, perhaps, and they're not going to be able to get out of there. They're not going to understand that they're stuck in a mess. Well, we have to be very, very careful of such a thing. We need to be very careful. We're not to lead the children into the mess. We need to be very careful. And so very often, I know because I've seen people do it and I've done it too, think, well, I'm mature enough, mature enough to be able to speak to the dogs or the hogs, but that's dangerous. None of us are mature enough to force people to listen to the Holy Spirit. You can't make people do what they don't want to do. Amen? Okay. The next thing, we're, we're done talking about the dogs and the hogs and the frogs and the polywogs at the moment. Well, that's kind of hard to say. It's hard to say. Let's now turn to Matthew chapter 25. We're going to read verses 31 through 46. I know that sounds like a lot. I apologize. But there's a lot to be said here. It says this. When the, sons, excuse me, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory before him will be gathered all nations and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. Well, we already know where we're going with this. The difference between goats and sheep. 
There's a big difference between it. We'll continue to go on here. He will set the sheep at his right, but the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, come you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you since the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, the uh, Lord, when did you see, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer, truly I say to you, as you have done it for one of the least of these brothers in mine, you have done it for me. The way we treat others, you know, we're all saying doing to others as you'd have them doing to you. Jesus sees that. I'm so very thankful. God sees the way my wonderful brothers and sisters here treat others. He sees that. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Then it goes on to say in verse 41, then he will say to those at the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. I was naked and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also, excuse me, and they also will answer him, Lord, we did, when did we see you hungry and thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not serve you? He will answer, truly I say to you, as you did it not for one of the least of these, you did it not for me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. And I say this, it's sad, it's very sad. How many goats are out there today? How many goats are there? By the goats, I'm talking about the lost, the sinners. There's so many goats out there, the lost, the unforgiven, their own, by their own decision, they are goats, by their own decision. But you know, there's good news too. The good news is there's a lot of goats who can still make that decision today. And if there's anyone who are watching today who realize that they are lost, that today they can make the decision to not be goats anymore. Some of them don't realize that they're lost. Some don't realize that they're goats. They don't realize that. And no, this is not a joke about being an old goat. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about that at all. We're talking about the fact that there are people who are lost and they don't realize it. They really don't because we're told by society today that everybody's loved by God, which is true. He may love us. He loves us enough to die for us, but that doesn't mean that we're all going to heaven. And we know that, but the lost doesn't. The goats don't. The goats oftentimes think that there's something else. The goats oftentimes think that they're the sheep. But those who are saved, those who are in the flock of the Lord are the sheep and that's you. A while ago I told you to jump away from the hogs and the dogs like a frog. Just because you're to hop away like a frog doesn't mean that you are a frog. You are one of the sheep. You are one of those who are saved by the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God that you are one of his flock today. Praise God. But you know, we're not to be the black sheep. And by that, I'm not necessarily talking about the actual color black. You know, we, we've seen the black wool. We're not talking about that. But there are a lot of people who look like black sheep because they're dirty sheep. 
They need to be washed. There's a lot of people out there who have the dirt all over them because they, they try to live in the dirt of the world. They try. They have the real dirty Well, Have you ever seen sheep like that? Real dirty and nasty looking. You almost can't tell because it's almost brown looking. In reality, it's just because they're dirty and they need to be washed. A lot of us Christians live that way. They try to live worldly like a goat, but we're not to live like a goat. We're to live like the Lord. What does it say in John 10, 27? It says this, Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. We're to follow him. We're to do what he tells us to do. And we, as the sheep, not only to follow him, we're to beware of the wolves Beware of the wolves. Matthew 7.15 says this. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That's terrifying. How many people are going around dressed like sheep, saying that they have the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ, but you know they don't. You know it. I know it. We know it because we have the word and we recognize the word. The Holy Spirit tells us what is true and not. But how many people out there? A while ago, I mentioned the, the uh, polywogs. I mentioned the, the tadpoles, the babies. How about the little baby sheep? You ever seen a little bitty, little bitty sheep? Little bitty babies. Aren't they sweet? Oh, they're so cute. Those little bitty lambs. Oh, I love them. Imagine the little babies, the little baby Christians who don't know the truth from fiction. And here comes a wolf lying, pretending to be sheep, pretending to be one of them, and misleads them into a lie. Can easily tear them up from limb to limb. We need to be careful about such a thing. We need to remember this, Christians. This is what Jesus Christ said to his disciples. He said this, he says, look, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And there are a lot of Christians right now who are doing almost the opposite. And I understand it. I really do. I understand when we're out there amongst wolves, and we know that. We know we're amongst wolves. We know we're in a hard time. We really are. We're in a difficult time. A lot of times, though, we because we're amongst a lot of people, we're not as gentle as doves because we're trying to defend ourselves. And I get this. But we're not to be strong were to be wise as serpents not sharp as serpents and striking at people we need to be peaceful as doves but use the wisdom of a serpent know what's coming at us but still be the gentle as a dove be gentle that way it's hard though but remember we didn't save ourselves we didn't save ourselves because we have something else we have the great lamb living inside of us the great lamb of Jesus Christ now if you look into the old testament whenever the Israelites, the Jewish, were released from Egypt, what did they have to do? They had to start using the Passover lamb over and over again. The unblemished Passover lamb with no broken bones. He was an atonement. Blood saved for them, the lost. They couldn't do it for themselves. He was propitiation, covering for the atonement, toning sacrifices, an appeasement or a satisfaction towards God for their sins. And Christ is the same for us. He is. He, for our sins, he's an appeasement. He is the Passover lamb. This is what he is. And in fact, I will just tell you, this sermon, because of what he is, the Passover lamb, this is the beginning of as we start to speak towards Easter, towards uh, the resurrection day, because the lamb 
This is what Christ is. He is the Passover lamb. This is exactly what he is. John 1.29 says, The next day John saw Jesus as after Jesus Christ, uh, after John spoke uh, uh, about the lamb coming someday, about the Son of God, John looked and saw him. It says this, Next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist knew. He knew his cousin was him. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes into the Father except through me. And it's true. It's true. You cannot get unto Christ, excuse me, you cannot get unto the Lord unto heaven except through the Passover lamb. You cannot do it. It will not happen. No matter what you try, you cannot. It won't happen. You need the lamb. Isaiah 53, 7 speaks about these things. It says, he was oppressed. This is speaking in prophecy here and later on I would repeat this in Acts 8 32 and uh, it says this it says in Isaiah he was oppressed and he was afflicted and he opened not his mouth he was brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shears is silent so he opened not his mouth remember when he was brought before when he was brought before the Pharisees this is why Christ was quiet he was exactly this lamb. He was exactly this Passover lamb. He was the propitiation for us. First Peter 1, 18 through 19 says this about the lamb. For you know that you were not redeemed for your vain way of life inherited from your fathers with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. He was absolutely perfect. Amen? Amen. But without the lamb, without the lamb, we are goats. Without the lamb, we are goats. You know, lamb can be ignorant and all that. Lamb, excuse me, sheep. Now, I'm not talking about the lamb Christ, but sheep like us. We can be ignorant and all that. But let me tell you something. Goats. Oh. Goats. Oh. Stinky, smelly Goats. It's not to say that, that sheep aren't the same way, but goats. I don't want to be a goat. Ooh. You ever been around goats for a while? Oh, man. They're nasty, disgusting, and look, I'm not saying sheep are all that in a bag of chips. I am, however, saying goats. Ooh. Man, there's something about goats that just make me sick. But goats, in this case, I feel sorry for. Because these goats, and I'm talking, of course, metaphorically, these goats, the lost, sadly, are following a serpent. They're following the serpent, and they don't even realize it. They really don't. It's not their fault. They don't know it. Most of them, they don't know it. Some do. It says this in Psalm 49, 12, But a man does not abide and honor mankind like the beasts that come to ruin. Galatians 5, 15, But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you are not consumed by one another. We need to be very careful. Because we don't want to be misunderstood. Talking about as Christians. We don't want to be misunderstood. I see Christians do it a lot. We're still human. But we're not even alone. It's all to say. We need to be careful. I, I'm guilty as anyone else. There's times I get caught up in the flesh. But we don't want to be misunderstood as goats. We want people to see the sweetness of the lamb through us. We need to be very careful. We don't want to bang like goats. We need to let the sweetness of the lamb be shown through us. We need to be very careful. 2 Peter 2.12, but these people, talking again about the world here, the lost, it says this, but these people are like irrational animals 
born to be captured and destroyed. They speak evil of things that they do not understand. And in their corruption, they will be destroyed. Oh, they need prayer, folks. I know it's hard. There's times I get so mad. I hear things being said. I get so mad. Just this week, I saw someone on television, and I got frustrated. And then just a few moments later, I saw something else about the same individual, and it made me sad for him, very sad. And I prayed for him, and I honestly cried for the individual. I really did. It was as if the Holy Spirit got a hold of me and said, look at this person the way I do. This person is on their way to hell, and God doesn't want that. So we need to pray for the goats. We do. We need to pray for them. Secondary 1, 3 through 4 says this. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence, by which he has given to us exceedingly great and precious promises so that the, through these things that you might become partakers of the divine nature and escape the corruption that is in the world through lust. It is by grace, by pure grace, that we're escaping hell. Pure grace that we were able to see the Holy Spirit. We were able to see what the Holy Spirit was showing us. And praise the Lord God, we became sheep and not goats. And if we sheep are blessed by the Holy Spirit and are wise we will hop away like frogs away from the things of the dogs and the hogs of the world and we need to continue to do that but in the end we need to remember this the lamb is not just the lamb the lamb is also the lion bringing peace to the world and then the new earth comes as is always attended it says this in Isaiah 11 6 you need to read Isaiah chapter 11 by the way Bull. What a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful chapter. Isaiah eleven six says, The wolf also shall... Listen, the peace that's going to be brought to the world. Listen to this. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. Praise the Lord for that. Literally, all the animals will be together. This is talking literal now, not figurative. God will bring peace to this world. But here's what we need to remember as Christians, as a Christian sheep, we need to be led by the dove, the Holy Spirit, to bring peace to our lives. We need, as Christians, to be led by the lamb and be like the lion. We need to be more like him who was born in a barn. Remember that. We need to be like him, Christ, who was born in a barn. Not like those who belong in one, the world. I'm going to say that again because I like the way it sounds. We need to be like him who was born in the barn, not like those who belong in one. And unfortunately, so oftentimes, we do live like those who belong in the barn and not like him who was born in one. Revelation 5.13 says, Then I heard every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that are in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The whole world, the whole creation, the whole universe knows God's in control. No matter what the animal, we're talking literal again, no matter what animal, creature, everything is created, everything gives God the glory in the end. And remember this, 
my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters of Christ, we are God's. We are to be new in our nature. We are to be like the lambs, the little sheep that God loves, be led by him. This is what it says in Colossians 3.10. This is the last verse for the day. Listen to what it says. It says, Colossians 3.10, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. And as we finish here, let me say this. I know, I know that what's being said seems impossible. It seems impossible. We can't be just like him, perfect. But when you have the perfect lamb living in you, we can be more like him and less like us. Die daily to ourselves. And I have to work on it all the time. Just like you do. Just like you do. Hopping away from the things of the world. I continuously have to. I have to tell myself to shut up and listen to the Lord. Listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you. Maybe maybe I'm alone here. I, I, I doubt it. But, but I feel like I constantly have to say, Philip, just be quiet and listen. I, I feel like I constantly have to say to myself, would you hush and listen to the Holy Spirit? Pick up the word. And maybe, maybe if I do that more often, there'll be a lot less animal of the world and a lot more of the Lamb of Christ speaking to and through me. Maybe we can all do that together. Let us bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord God, I love you so incredibly much. I pray for all my brothers and sisters here today and for those at home too. Lord God, I pray for myself too. I pray, Lord God, that we will not listen to this world. I pray, Lord God, that you will help us to not be like the animals of this world, like the lost. But Lord God, I pray that we be more like you. I pray, Lord God, that you'll help us to be obedient, obedient sheep, obedient flock. I pray, Lord God, that every single day we'll find that we are more like you, the lamb. Lord God, I pray that we will find peace. And I know, Lord God, that right now there are people who are ill. There are people right now who, Lord God, are confused and probably a lot of people who are scared. I pray that you'll bring peace to them, Lord God. I pray that the Holy Spirit will reach out right now and just bring peace to them. And if there be anyone right now who doesn't know you, I pray this be the day that they will no longer be goats. They'll become your sheep. they become a part of your flock. I pray this in your holy, precious name, and I thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.